open up anyone's screen. If I had it in my phone, I'd do it. I could read 20 scary headlines. But they're just headlines. They go away. They go away and new things happen. Some things go down, other things are brought up. It's real estate, it's homes. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Recording in progress, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. The, I'm on with Stan Ponte again today. So Stan hey. was on last month. The a bunch of you guys loved Stan. Stan, you messaged me. You messaged him. We talked Thank about you guys. Yeah, so glad. Yeah. You're back. And we're going to talk about the news today. This is one of our state of the market podcasts where we look at the news. We talk about it. I try to decipher what I think. Stan tries to decipher what he thinks. We want to make you have a little bit more education because headlines are scary. Doesn't mean they're not accurate, but like sometimes headlines are scary or sometimes headlines are misleading. So I love to see news, dig into what they really are, what they really mean, and then best of how it's going to impact you guys as agents. Yes. Stan, before we hit record, we talked about we need to be able to tell people come to us and say, what's the answer? And we say, we don't have a crystal ball, but this is what we think. Like people are looking to you as agents for the answers. Yeah. Like they read the news articles too, and they want to see. Do you, um, when you came on last, you had like this crazy penthouse deal, you know, listed out there. The, uh, what's the, what's the latest on that thing? You know what? You, you're a good interviewer because you start with the hardest questions first. And I'm just, the good news is, is that I am set up at a wooden table. So every real estate broker watching is going to know what it means when I say, I'm not going to talk about that deal. But I'm knocking on wood. It could happen at any minute or it might not happen. That's the moment we're in. So guys, if you're watching this, send me some juju, would you? It'd be great to get the Pinnacle Penthouse at the Woolworth Tower Residence is one of the most famous apartments in the world under contract during this interview. Let's do it. It could happen as we're sitting here. Yes, as we're sitting here doing this, as everybody listens, as hundreds of thousands of people get to send Juju your way. The, yes. That's the Batcave, man. When we looked at the pictures of that thing, I was thinking that is such a special listing, so unique. That's what makes your, your part of real estate. I thought we'd be so good at talking about the news because my average real estate experience is buying foreclosures at discounts for $100,000 and like trying to turn them into something. And you're dealing with 20 and $30 million listings. We talked about your last interview too. Aaron, I'm going to interrupt you for one second there because I'm also dealing in the real world, right? I'm flying to Columbus, Ohio uh, tonight to help a a niece, a cousin, um, look at a, a property that is an FHA loan guaranteed house in a new build development in the best school district, right? So real estate is not, I know you're real estate rock stars and I know I'm here because I was the number two broker in New York City of all brokers in 2020 and I'm selling all kinds of fancy things. So I'm grateful for that. But the right answer is a home is a home. And whether it's 400 grand underwritten by the federal government with 3.5% down and extra mortgage insurance just in case you stop paying. And all you need is a credit uh, number FICO score of 590 and you qualify even with no assets because the federal government wants to encourage you to buy. Or it is the $79 million Pinnacle Penthouse, which is my exclusive along with my co-director of sales, Josh Judge. The humanity of buying a home never goes away and is never different. Money doesn't change humanity. So one of the things I got really excited, you and I scheduled this call two months ago, but I'm very excited about the timing of it today. And the timing of it being you are out in those big cities, in those big worlds, and we have had a heck of a week for the stock market. Now, 
I'm not a stock predictor or anything like that, but it impacts real estate. I had a couple people this week reach out to me that were canceling on these extra, like really high end level investments. And they started saying, Hey, I've lost, you know, 10, 20, 30% of some of my net worth extra money over the past week. And you see like Bitcoin crashing and stock markets crash. And it's not really crashing, like in perspective, but it's scary and gave people pause. And I was thinking, one of the things I posted this morning on my Instagram, I said, you know, we're, Stan and I are going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But one of the things today was it's a pretty volatile week in the ultra high net worth category. And the implica implications on commercial and re retail defaults and investments is changing. Like, how is that impacting? Have you heard any talks from people out there in real estate going, Stan, should I buy this house or not? Are they concerned about net worth stuff? Is it happening at all right now? That's the only thing that everyone's talking about. It's not, have I heard? Um, yeah. I like to use the word dynamic instead of volatile uh, because um, within dynamic is more opportunity. And I think the real answer for for ultra high net worth individuals is, if anything, it is a moment where you're focused within the micro markets that you're investing in and looking for opportunities. When the Dow swings over a thousand points in a trading day down and then ends up as it did two days ago, and yeah. when it did it again yesterday, we're sitting here at 2.20 p.m. Eastern um, and the Fed has just released a statement, I think, or they're holding the statement, which will affect how they will approach interest rates in 2022, and also how they will affect how they will make decisions based on quantitative easing, right? So these two things are happening as we're sitting here. I don't have, I left my phone in the other room, so I wouldn't be interrupting the meeting. But the point of fact is that as of uh, opening bell this morning, uh, the S&P is down 8.6% since January 1, and the Dow is down 5.6%. So what most investors know and believe is that we've had a very good run. We got past the COVID crash. We have a lot of things on the radar. Uh, I like to read headlines so that I don't get sold and click through on uh websites for media outlets. So Reuters, BBC, New York Times, NPR, global other news sources. Um, and I read the headlines. Um, and it's clear that in this moment in time in January of 2022, whether it's a broad lens with global affairs, whether it's a broad lens with global financial affairs, or micro lenses down to sub-markets within the United States and real estate and other sub-markets all over the world, it is dynamic and it can even get a little crispy in terms of the worry of am I making the right decision? But real estate is a long-term hold asset at its best. Mm -hmm. This is a moment where uh, quick sales, flippers, people who are on high leverage will start to pull back, right? If yeah. you're trying to put down very little money with five friends and buy seven apartments and renovate them fast when we're in a world where it takes eight months to get a dishwasher because of supply chain issues, um, it gets a little harder. So some parts of our markets are being affected. But I'm here mostly uh, as, a, as an expert as one can be on the New York City ultra high net worth market. And although those buyers are obviously very aware and if anything, just get so busy that you have to sit quietly and wait for them to call you for a week because they're making sure that some international deal they're working on doesn't fall apart because there are people panicking. So I like to panic as little as possible in from where I sit uh, and with my clients, because they're not looking for me to reflect the news. They're looking for me to partner and sit beside them as we look forward to a major asset acquisition or sale. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot it's of- It's not easy, by the way. That all sounded very good, but it is a pounding Right. I mean, open up anyone's screen. If I had my phone, I'd do it. And I could read 20 scary headlines, yeah. but they're just headlines. They go away. 
they go away and new things happen. Some things go down, other things are brought up. It's real estate, it's homes. So yes, yes, and yes, and let's talk about it all and have fun. Uh, and I only wish every one of your viewers could just pop in and ask their, ask questions too, because you have amazing viewers. And I just want to thank everybody for all the reach outs for texts and emails. I mean, you guys are you guys are all rock stars because you're all like, yeah, man, and I did this and I want to send you my link to my project. And it was just great. So anyway, so much yeah, fun. Rock, rock on, my friends. Rock on. Yeah. What I've what I've seen a little bit is uh, it kind of the, that same the same highlight of the last few days is a lot of people are uh, in that that when people some people message me this morning like well ultra high net worth doesn't have as much of an impact and it's like the way that decisions are made at the top affects decisions everywhere else the way money yeah. is spent and then there's certain things where people usually when there's little adjustments they just feel like hey if I'm about to get a better deal then I'm gonna wait a couple of days yeah, to get yeah. a better deal. When they go, hey, yes. there's bad news out there. If you're buying a car, or you're buying a plane, you're buying a house. There's the thought of, well, hey, can I get a better deal now when the world changes? My and grandfather used to say one person's bad news is another person's good news, right? Uh -huh. So you can blame the news for the fact that you have an accepted offer that you're now going to renegotiate before contract down 3% because the Dow is down 5.6. You can make this argument. And some sellers will do it and some won't, right? It's all about your tolerance for time, pain, and joy uh, need. Uh, and, that's, and that's why we had, right? So part of this is what happened, right, in 2021. Well, what happened in 2021 is we had $30 billion in sales, $30 billion, the biggest year ever in New York City. That's Manhattan, 16, right? 30 yeah, billion, man, 30 billion, 30 billion, three zero billion. It's unheard of. It's never happened. It's not possible, right? But we did it. The biggest ever because we had to shut down the city. New York was the first American city to shut down. And now we're back. And it's been an extraordinary run. And based on just the first three weeks of contracts, we have already signed 73 contracts over $4 million. And it is just the third week of January. And most people were on vacation like me until mid-January. Yeah. Um, so that's great. So what it really says is, let's get it done. And let's get it done now. Yeah, because if shoes are going to fall... They're not falling today. They might be trying to fall off the shelf a little. And the, some of the news producers to get ratings are just pushing those shoes a little over. Ever play that game at the arcade where you're pushing the quarters and you're They're trying to get there. quarters to fall off? What's that game called? And you're try it's awful. It just takes all your money. If you play that game, you lose your money. Don't play poker. Don't play video games from the circus with real estate. You need real estate rock star brokers to stand there next to you and jam with you and get to the song, which is love, joy, and I got a new home and I'm good. And I'm good. And it still, it still is that big decision. You know, that article you talked about, that $30 billion, you've got median price for apartments jumped 11% in the fourth quarter. The, yes. You know, it said the... And it, and year over year, I remember when COVID first hit, we talked about the cities that were struggling the most in New York. Yeah. And, San yeah. and New York is recovering much better than San Francisco is right now. And I think that I know a lot of people that have gone out there recently to get back out to, you know, hit it, get back to Broadway, back to getting. Yes, Broadway's open. Broadway's open. Restaurants are open. The private clubs are open. The pu public parks are open. Everybody's open. It ain't full. <laughs> Yeah, it's not what it was, but it, we're open for business. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up uh, that uh, you at the average price going up 11 percent, whether it was median or average. Um, I love that. I love doing the math. I have to turn my little satellite image of Manhattan into a chalkboard um, and do my median and uh, average uh, calculations again. But regardless of the number, up, 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 right? But you know what I thought was really interesting is the typical U.S. home in 2021 sold for 400000 up 24.4% year over year. That's the United States of America. And 
everyone watching this, whether you're a rock star in a town of 28,000 or you're a rock star in San Francisco or uh, playing drums like me in New York City, um, you know, the numbers are up. There's no question. But many of those markets, including New York City, had to absorb. And we talked about this on our last discussion, not just COVID. But we had a massive mansion tax imposed and the SALT tax changes affected people's decisions. So we had SALT, we had a, a mansion tax and a new increased mansion tax. Remember we talked about what, that what, what sliding is scale. So in Manhattan, anything over $1 million is a mansion, they call it. And there's a, there has been for the whole time I've been in real estate, which is 21 million years, otherwise known as 21 years, maybe 22 now, I never know what the cutoff date is. Um, it's always been 1%. Now it is a graduated tax between one and 25 million. At 25 million, the mansion tax paid by the buyer is 3.9%. So if you're selling at big properties, now you had this new tax. So these are the things that happened in the years in advance of COVID, and we went through all those dates on our last one, the exact quarter when the mansion tax hit, the exact quarter that SALT was announced. So what's interesting now is even though all these numbers are higher in general, and certainly in New York City, we're just now reaching pre-COVID levels of pricing. We have not yet returned to pre mansion tax and SALT, which had already begun to diminish same comparable sale numbers. So we're healthy, but what it's really done, the reason this says 30 billion and however many contracts, I keep, keep reading it, 30 billion, 16,000 signed contracts, that means 16,000 buyers, 16,000 sellers, and hopefully 16, hopefully 32,000 agents. But you know, there's some direct deals and a few people sell without brokers. I don't know why they wouldn't pay us 6%. I think we should get 10%, but that's a whole nother call. Maybe you do commission, call, maybe you do commission shows. We'll talk commission one day. Yeah. This is 16,000 buyers and sellers did what we all learned in real estate school, an arm's length transaction through the screen, shake yep. hand, contract sign, close. 32,000 total, 16,000 contracts one person on each side. That's a lot of people. You know what they did? They said, you know what? I'm selling today and I'm buying today. And I might not even love the number, but I love today. Yeah. It's the right day today. And I'm getting it done. I've been stuck in my basement working with my kids screaming upstairs through COVID. I've had it. I'm out of here. I'm buying a new apartment. I'm moving somewhere where I can walk outside or sit inside or have a home office or broadcast live on Real Estate Rockstars out of my new little production studio in my basement, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that average price is. 30 billion divided by 16,000. Yeah, you know, what's the number? 1.875 million. Yeah, that sounds good. The average price is actually a little higher for some reason, but you're right. You know, when you pull back each quarter, we're tipping around the two million mark. I took, you know, you put well, me through you the paces 30, on this. You, you round put off me through 30, the paces on this. I did homework for you, Aaron. Come on, I got page after page of numbers. But I, you know, what's a good one? You know what a good number is? Uh, for the first time ever, is I love this one because in my formative years when I was broke and trying to make it as a real estate broker. I couldn't afford to live in Manhattan or at least not in what I wanted. So I lived in Brooklyn to get my act together. And Brooklyn, you can hear the papers flying. Where is the number? Brooklyn hit for the first time ever, the $1 million club, meaning that the either the medium or the average was $1 million. And now I don't have it, which is funny, but uh, it'll, now maybe it'll turn up as we're chatting. We will see it. Brooklyn and Queens remain in demand while Manhattan gains steam surrounding boroughs of Brooklyn and Queens yeah. are climbing to new highs. Median sale price for apartments in Brooklyn third quarter was 828000 The average sales price lifted by luxury sales was $1.02 million. That's it, baby. One point. Oh, look how good you, you know, if we could take tests together, I wouldn't have had to do all this homework that you had me doing. And you could just read it. If I knew you were going to read the answers, yeah, I've had, I wouldn't have done all this. I've done this a time or two, Stan. You being able to knock it out. The, you didn't know Come what. On. I said, Come on. Ready for the news. So 
I was just trying to catch up with you too. So it looks like 40,000 houses sold in Austin in the last year, which is yeah. 40,000. Yeah, Austin's on yeah, yeah, Austin's on fire, but the average price is 437,000. So Who doesn't want to live in Austin? If you ever walk downtown Austin, it's like the best music. I mean, you got to go to where Nashville to get Nashville, that kind yeah. of live music. Austin only 17 billion in sales though in Austin. So the it is oh, cool to only see 17 billion in sales. 30 for billion. I'm so sorry. There. How many it, real estate brokers are in Austin? How many real estate agents? Is, are I don't know. Licensed. I'm see that. I caught you. See, now I'm asking you questions. Is that, last time I'll be on the show, guys. Thank you. I'm asking well, I, the host it, questions. It's going to depend on how fast I can Google. I want to jump back okay. to Brooklyn. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. See, here's a crazy thing with Brooklyn. So discounts for renters. So I'm a rental investor. I've been tracking so much on increases. Yeah. And I've been telling yeah. people about the increases we've seen. And I've got another article that kind, that kind of contradicts this. It's going to be something that for us to discuss in a second. Yeah. So one of the articles that Stan had said, so this this uh, this gal, she has 950 square foot two bedroom apartment, large outdoor space, Upper West Side. 2020, she was paying five thousand dollars a month, and that was a discount. So 2020, it was listed at 5,800. She got it for five thousand. But when her one lease ended in December, her landlord raised the rent to 7,500 bucks a month, a 50 yeah. percent increase. Yeah, and she said, "Here's the kicker, right? 50 percent increase." She negotiated to rent for $7,000 a month and stayed a 40% year over year rental increase. And um, I'm going to show a quick little highlight as we do this one. This was an article uh, that came out in, in, uh, in men today. It's either in men or Bloomberg article. I I don't have the right image up. It says wages are really rising faster than they are in a majority of counties. I don't think they're rising faster than 40% a year in uh in new york but are they so th- we've seen yeah, it's another crazy. headline though aaron you got to yeah. have that same apartment with a five-year run and we got to run it we got to see that because true that a people got deals during covid and true that the rental market was softer pre-covid because there was so much inventory so we've had inventory pressure We've had changes in people's lifestyle pressure. So that 30 to 40% is true. Rents have gone up, not just in New York City, but all across the country, especially in major metropolitan areas. And I did find the Brooklyn average sale price is right above the renting thing. 1.02 first million dollar mark for Brooklyn with stars next to it. I found my homework. Okay, good. Million. So yeah, million two to live in Brooklyn, baby. And that's the average, not the median, even better. Um, he, listen, here's the real answer, right? We need to build more. We need to incentivize and partner to create more jobs, more homes, more affordability, more luxury, more life in our homes, more green, more open spaces, higher ceilings, better glass, better windows, better heating and air systems so that you've got some humidity. So your face isn't falling off of you and your lips aren't dry. Like there's a lot of work to do to make sure that everyone in America, not to mention the globe, has safe, secure housing. And real estate brokers are at the forefront of being able to drive some of that, right? How many of your real estate rock stars are involved in things like Habitat for Humanity? And they're working with developers who are saying, listen, let's take advantage of these tax breaks in this city and build some equal housing, build some housing that's affordable housing. Make sure that everyone's got a home because we need everybody to live in these cities. So these numbers are part of what these news headlines are part of what make people start to feel like they can't live there. And it's part of what starts to touch the fabric of the city. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. 
You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Cities want to have a full fabric, which means everyone living together in safe and positive environments. So you're right on the headlines. I'm going to guess on this one. It'll be great as a follow-up that if we ran that comp number up against the past five years, I bet that person in that article, I don't know for sure. And if that person's watching, it isn't about you. I'm just saying that the 40% up could have been 20% up if we saw the number from four years ago, but the reporter's not writing that article and maybe it's not true if the reporter's watching. I don't know. But all I know is what we saw in the article. Comparing an April 2020 rent to a December 2021 is a million light years different because April 2020, the sky was falling and I couldn't have been more scared than mm-hmm. the first moment I saw like a bank go under in 2008, right? Like, Do you know what day they shut down New York City? What's that? My birthday. Is it so March? March, March 22nd. The, they shut 2020, down. there was the day we had to stay home. They did gradual shutdowns of little this, little that, less people. The actual day no one could go in was my birthday, March 22. So we turned my birthday party into a sing-along, and we did 13 of them at 8 p.m. from my living room, and we sang songs with like a 1,000 people on Facebook Live and Zoom, That's and we just sang every Friday night. And you're looking out the, yeah, there was a lot of Zoom. I mean, there's a lot of creativity. We did a lot of Zooming. And then we sold a lot of real estate to those people that we sang with. So funny how that works. It is funny. We, you know, somebody, there's uh, Paul Morris guy I talked to a lot out of LA. You know, he talked yeah. about his first few months after COVID was just reaching out to people saying, hey, are you okay? How totally. do you? Do you need growth? Like, are you okay? Are you yep. stressed? And yep. yeah. So the Fed news just came out, and I've been respecting. So what the, are they doing? Tell me. So do, do I need to leave now and call Federal my clients? Do you want me to like, stay on the show? Like, what? Yeah, I'm wondering if your assistant's going to come waving the phone. Yeah, around. someone's about to come screaming. Tell Federal me. Federal Reserve votes to leave interest rates unchanged, but points to a possible interest rate hike in March, and then as a result of that, the Stock market is going up and it says that it's going to go up based on their, I think it's good news. Rates are going up in March. That's, that's all I see on the headline. Hey, I what wanna... about monetary policy? Are they changing the pace of how much they're going to hold on their balance sheets? Or with inflation well above 2% and a strong labor market, the committee expects will soon appropriate to rise the target range for the federal funds rate. Yeah, we're going to have to see the rest and then come back and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go deep on that one. It's important. But I think the real answer and the good news is everyone predicted that by the end of the first quarter, you'd start to see the Fed move. There are many predictions. I don't predict anything. Hello, Sotheby's International Realty. Stan is not predicting, just on the record. Many people who don't seem to mind predicting are saying, look for two to four ticks this year from the Fed, small. And of course, as that applies to our buyers, because whether you're taking a 30-year fixed, an FHA, seven-year arm, or you're just borrowing the money from your private banker against your investment line, everyone is using the baseline credit, uh, the baseline financing numbers that the Fed is setting for everything that's happening around us. So that, thank you. That's I'm staying. How long is the show? If the Fed is holding till March, we're good. 
Is we're there good. anything else of interest or we can forget about the Fed? We, we got this. You know, the, uh, that's all that I see so far interest on the Fed. All that really means is we're punting it. People like the punting. We and like a punt. Let's get those contracts signed. Everybody wants to, you want to sell, list it, list it at a good price and let's get it sold before March. What does, what's the date? January 20. The, I'm not supposed to say that because you're taking yeah, No, it. no, this publishes tomorrow. We're recording. Oh, publishes tomorrow. What's the date today? We're January What's 26th the date? today. 21. The 26th. 26. Sorry, 6. That's a 6. This poor guy is going to kill me. It's the 26th. So we have all of, we have how many days in January? 28th. It's not a leap year, right? Two more days. 31st. We got 31 January, dude. 31 January. Oh, so it's February with 31. the leap year yeah, business. 31. Sorry. 31. So we have five days, right? The first is Tuesday. 31st is Monday. So we got a whole rest of this week and a weekend to get things in contract all of February. And they're not going to do that for March when they'll give us March to play. So we yeah. got to work. If this is going, if you're broadcasting this thing live, people should turn it off and go to deals and listen to us after. But that's not true because everything we're about to say in whatever time left we're going to talk about, I think what we're saying to our buyers and sellers to help them to pull the trigger now for their benefit, because we know what's today. We know what the numbers are. We know what everything is today. And when you buy real estate, unless you're flipping, that's another show and I'm not involved in that. If you're buying a first home, second home, or a seventh home, you buy it and you only lose money on it if you sell lower than you paid. Ta-da! That's the whole show, guys. The asset, the asset doesn't mark. You mark to market. There yeah, is really no market until you sell it. And if it goes down 60% next month, guess what? Don't sell. It's Wait so, till it's, it's so up 60%. When you got... So beginning of it, I'm like, hey, I've got, I know people that are going to wait to buy because they want a better deal. But when you can tell them rates are staying the same today, but in two months they're going up, then you get to pull out that they whole might. calculator too. That says, yeah. yeah, that they might, right? You get to pull out that whole calculator and say, even if this yes. $300,000 house is two fifty dollars next month, but your rate is half a point higher, your payment's the same. You know what you want to do while you have your calculator out? Show them what would have happened had they pulled the trigger six months ago or a year ago because they're already losing money. Yeah. And we're still at historically low rates. They should have done it a year ago when we were all sitting home or 18 months ago when we were scared. That was the right time to buy. Interest rates were the lowest ever and everyone was in a full panic. But in Manhattan, most people didn't sell then because they didn't want to take the low numbers. That's why Manhattan has this bit of a buffer around it in terms of how up or down our market goes. Not all cities are that lucky. There are cities, I'm not going to use their names, that sometimes have fluctuations of 30 and 40 plus percent. That's never Manhattan. Because remember, the majority of our properties are co-ops. They're not real property. They're associations of shareholders that own the building and the shares allow them usage of the apartment that the shares are associated with. So if market prices ever go down 40% in Manhattan, you're not going to be able to get the deal approved by the shareholders because why would the shareholders approve shares to be sold so cheaply? They don't. Shareholders say, you're not selling my shares that cheap. Turn down, stamp. That's it. Wait for the market to at least get within some buffer that we can absorb. Because if I own this apartment above you that's worth $5 million and it's a bad year and you sell for two and a half and then it's a good year, I'm not going to get my 5.2. They're going to say, well, that apartment sold for 2.5 and you're going to try to explain why. And you're not going to be able to because it's a comp. So sorry I went past how to uh, get buyers to act now. But it's also, I'm always thinking in the buy-sell side because I'm buying and selling, representing buyers and sellers all day. And I, I think it's important to understand the pressures that both are feeling. They both, all of these people that we're working with have to talk to their mother, their father, their brother. Everyone's got an opinion. You know what? In real estate, everyone is an expert and has an opinion. You go to dinner with eight friends and you tell them you're buying an apartment or a house. 
You know what you'll get? Eight opinions. You know whose opinion is important? Your real estate brokers. That's why I pick up my phone until 11 o'clock at night, because if it's someone who's sitting with their friend who's saying, this is a terrible time to buy, don't buy. I want them to be able to call me so I can walk them back away from their friend and not spend three more hours from 8 to 11 p.m. getting brainwashed because they don't know what they're talking about. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Abuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. The news is the real deal. You know, we're not going to have time to talk about the rest of these headlines, but these, what? Are, some, but these are some headlines out there that I think people should be doing some research on because these are going to be the phone calls they're going to be getting. They're going to be getting from their customers and by the, their clients. So builder confidence dips in January as cr- construction materials soar 19%. This yeah. is kind of old news about construction materials, but near the end of the year, it started to get better. So now it says, but here's builder, builder confidence dips. And so that's the headline. But then the, the sub headline, the index decreased by one point to 83. So it went from 84 yeah. to 83. Yeah. Mark the first, first marked decrease in four months. So just like you said, play the tape. The last four months, it's been going up, going up, going up. It yeah. goes down. The yeah. materials going up 19%. Materials are going up. Supplies are harder. It is making us think about the you know, Stan's example of, the dishwasher and windows. We have some new construction projects that's taking you know six to twelve months to get windows, and windows are an important part of the construction process. Right. You need that to finish, and that's getting. But Aaron, that six to twelve month pipeline isn't forever. It's from today, and the gap, the production gaps, the pipeline gaps are starting to narrow. Um, According to one of the reports that I read, which is a private report, so I won't quote who it's from, but it's from one of the big investment firms, financial indicators across the board are almost back to pre-COVID. Here's the combination of things they're tracking, demand, employment, production, mobility, financial, and health. Each of these pieces makes up an overall health metric of the financial picture of the United States of America and how investments are gonna move. And if you combine each of the pieces of demand, employment, production, mobility, financial, and health, we are almost this close back to pre-COVID 2020. So that massive stop, listen, if everyone sits home for multiple months and then everyone comes back, 
of course, there's going to be a supply chain issue. Of course, there's no dishwashers for six months. We stopped making them. And then when we went back to make them, half the people were sick and half the people were working from home. Have you worked with people that are only working from home that you used to work with face to face every day? It isn't, at least for me, quite the same. We've gotten better. I feel like you and I work together. But you know what I'd like even better is if you were sitting here with me and then we were going to lunch yeah. so we could build on the great conversation and talk about the fact that you've got a buddy who said he wanted to buy in Manhattan and you text him. And by the time we left lunch, you'd be referring me a buyer. But that's not going to happen. Because this timer's going, I don't know how long we've been talking. It always feels like two minutes or an hour when I talk to you because it's so good and I love talking to you so much. But we're not going to do the part of real estate that we could be doing because guess what? We got to go. Like we got to get out of these things. Not now. I'm not telling you to stop. No, you're right. I'm saying, I want to say, Aaron, I'm sick of drinking this uh, tea and whatever. Let's go grab a beer and have a burger. It's three o'clock. You know, we sold some real estate today. We can have a beer at three o'clock. The world's not going to come to an end. At least I can. I don't know if you can. It doesn't matter. But I could have a beer and a burger. I'm surprised because I starved myself because I had headshots taken. You know how often real estate brokers <laughs> take? You know how often the average real estate today? broker takes new headshots? I did them yesterday. You know how many years between the average real estate broker? Dude, I'd love the, the last people. headshot and the headshot that you, when you meet them, how many years? What do you think that number is? If you know that number, did it's a, it's a lot. I have so many of my friends that are agents. When I see their pictures, I, I try to. Some of them <laughs> that go are now bald and bearded. When before they had a whole set of hair and no beard, like it's completely different people. Totally, totally and different the, people. Um, it's it's like the joke of the century. Well, dude, I will I'm, have new headshots. I don't know if I'll use any of them. We'll see how I look. But literally, I haven't had a carbohydrate. Compare them to the ones you did eight eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah some, some, sometimes people will come on here to interview. And when I start that, I go, you're not the person that I thought I was interviewing. The, wow. Uh, that That's a is, nice way to start an interview. That is, you know well, no, I, I don't say that out loud, but I, but I think like- You well, say it in your head. Okay. Yes, you look different. I got it. Fanny Freddie- Fees on second homes, conforming jumbos go up in April. So yeah, second home, that's true too. Yeah, many yep. home buyers will be priced out of the market in 2022. Fannie Mae forecasts rising mortgage rates and home prices will dent existing home sales. This is an interesting article because it says interest rates will go up and housing will continue to go up, and that is a different sort of scenario because usually they say interest. I mean, do you think after? You know, back in what what's caused the crash in 05, 06, 07. I mean, there's a lot of things that caused that crash, but yeah. the start of raising rates started the slowdown. And it, it was the it was the very where prices went down. They're saying prices will go up and rates will go up. And then inflation is that other headline article from yeah. Bloomberg. US inflation shows staying power after going up seven percent in 2021. I think that the uh, an interesting thing that we saw with inflation is, and again, I'm not an economics guy. It wasn't one of my favorite classes that I got to take whenever I got to take it, but like stock market was going up this year, Bitcoin and all the, and all the, that stuff went up this year. And now we're seeing, but from last month, we're seeing huge decreases from last month. We're yeah. seeing uh, Bitcoin down to levels it was at a year ago, which is pretty yeah, but shocking. That's still, but that's still way up. It's still and way up from months ago. Bitcoin is only beginning and I don't know why we could, that's a whole other show, Bitcoin. But the real answer is that when you start opening your phone to Venmo someone and they offer you to take $5 in that moment to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or share of some other one, when you hear that, in, that retirement funds will allow you to allocate part of your retirement to Bitcoin, that is a whole unbelievable, unbelievable future possibility that I'm not sure anyone can fully quantitate or qualitate. It is real. It's happening in real time. But now it's a part of the main markets. So, of course, now it's not just interacting independently. It has market forces with it. Um, and it's super fun. I listen, I've got one of my best buddies. He's doing everything. He's mining for it. He's got computers running. He's got all that's fun. It is fun. 
I don't think I'm smart enough to really mine for a Bitcoin which exists within a blockchain and a computer. It's, it gets a little confusing. I do like blockchain, though. I don't know if you've done any blockchain theory. That's really interesting because it's a perfect history of information. So that's cool. It's, it is really cool that people can look up and say, hey, there's a wallet out there. There's somebody out there <laughs> that, that owns yeah. all these NFTs. And there's somebody out there that has this much Bitcoin or Ethereum yeah. that's worth this much. Uh, and yeah. And it is, uh, it is incredible. So I think that I'm a simple guy, you know, you sell a $20 million townhouse, it's $20 million, there's bricks, there's mortar, there's steel, if it was built after a certain year, the Woolworth building is terracotta, the first steel uh, building skyscraper ever built with terracotta wrap. I mean, you know, simple stuff, guys, simple stuff. I can't Ethereum. Come on. I got to leave that to the smart. It is hard. It is harder to understand that stuff. But I think some of the it's there's a lot like the news right now that says, hey, Bitcoin is struggling or stocks are struggling and it's making people panic. And I've had a lot of those panic calls going back. We said at the beginning, but wrapping up like with what you said over the rent, if we looked at that gal's rent over the last five years, today is not that scary. This week is not that scary. And if you look at 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 the price of Bitcoin all the way down to the ones that are worth 0.0000002 cents, right? That people buy, hoping they'll go up and they'll bank um, to uh, all of these numbers, right? When things go down, what, 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 what people will learn as they get older and as they increase their financial breadth is when markets go down, it is an opportunity not a time to get scared and hide. It's the time to get smart. It's a time to get aggressive. It's a time to pull yourself together with clear eyes and information, not use headlines. Headlines are now designed not to sell newspapers from little five-year-olds standing on corners saying, Truman elected, FDR creates the new deal. Now it is meant to have you go click, click. Oh, I want to. Oh, my God. Rent prices are up 30, 40 percent. Click. Sorry to do that sound person. Sorry. (laughs) So, right. So now I've clicked. They just made more money. They sold more ads. Now they're a little ad for whatever. Gets a, I mean, you know, I'm also not an internet expert. I'm a real estate expert, but I sit through enough meetings to know that if you can get them to click, you're in business. So headlines are meant for clicking, not for financial decisions. Financial decisions are for you, your wife or husband or the other person who owns your money with you with a ring. I have one. If you, there's a ring, someone else has your money in most cases, unless have. you've got them to sign something, which is really whatever. Anyway, moving on. Um, and your banker, if you have one, if not, go to the bank and sit there and wait in line. And talk to a nice young banker at Sydney Bank or Bank of America. You don't have to have a private banker. If you have a checking account, there are customer service people there. And some of them just got out of really good business schools. And if you sit with them and say, man, I'm sitting here with, I got 130 grand. My uncle just died, left me 100 grand. My wife wants me to buy a $400,000 house and they're telling me I can get an FHA loan with 3.5% down, but I got to pay a mortgage insurance premium. I don't even know what any of this means. You know what you will find? I promise you're going to find someone at a local branch that is as good as many private bankers who knows everything. And they're going to sit there and they're going to help you. And if they don't, you find somebody else. You got to be smart. You got to be on it. You got to be crisp. If you're not, you're going to be reactive. You're going to hide. And in the end, although you may feel safer, what you really will have done is lost opportunity to expand, to be stronger so that you can weather future storms. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I think, it's Stan and I, this has been an awesome hour long state of the market as we get hour. To- we went an hour this we went time. An hour. Every we time we talk, through. it's longer. I got to start. I got to start wiping out whole sections of the calendar. Yeah, I know. We, we, went, we went way over. Hey, our, you our were market. showing um, an Inman thing. Do you come in for the Inman conference for in New York city? The, I would love to. So the, why I, don't I, you do that? 
I have maybe we'll I'll come out for the conference. We'll get to we'll get to film something live and the and get to take you up on some of the offers of going to hang out. Take me to lunch. New York. Take me to lunch. Finally like get to lunch. You got we to did pay not me for all this time, Aaron. You right. Well, we didn't get lunch. to talk about. Well, you t- you mentioned what? that. What do you like, want to talk about? You get what? We can't keep going. How far? I can keep going, but you're going to mess up your show. I'm going to mess supposed up to be show. a certain distance or length or something. No, I- we need to be able to do the lunch because so much business is done during lunch. And that is something that Zoom has a start, Zoom has a stop. And the, but there is a certain amount of relationship and stuff that people are still wanting more of. The best thing that I thought Stan said today for all of you guys, as we're hitting the headlines on these state of the markets, is the headlines is to sell the news. If you guys have headlines you want us to talk about, you send them over to me. You've got news things that you think are life-changing. You guys are tagging me all the time on what does this news mean? What does this news mean? Continue to do that. Find find us on social, send us the news, say, what does this mean? And maybe it'll be featured on the next State of the Market podcast as we launch these. Stan, thanks so much for coming back to talk today on the show. You are killer, my friend. I cannot wait for lunch. Let's make it two deals, not just one, at our first lunch. Can we do it? We can do it. The uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll start looking at the calendar. We'll set it up. Stan, thanks for coming you on. The, you are the man. You are the man. I love talking to you. And you got all these people who listen to this podcast. You should be so proud of yourself. And everyone that watches this should be so proud of themselves for taking the time to learn and listen to other people talk because that's how you get better. That's how you get sharper. It's how you make more money and how you can rock out. Real estate rock stars. Yeah. Everybody, Stan Ponte, P-O-N-T-E. Go find him. We'll have his info in the show notes. Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. See you later. All right. Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.